Cool. Uh, so, John, I know you don't want to talk about this because you're going to be a bit jealous, but uh, I've had my PS5 oh. for two weeks now. All right. Well, I do want to hear about it, even though I am going to be a little bit annoyed. Uh, can I explain to you why, I, why, why I'm going to be a little annoyed? Yeah, go on. Do it. All right. So Walmart got more PS5s, and I, I feel a little better about this story after having tweeted about it and finding out that I'm, I'm not alone. But, you know, they, they said there was going to be a drop at, like, I think it was like five in the in the afternoon one day. And I got on the Walmart site and I was clicking away furiously. You know, I've got I've got good skills because of iPhone releases in the past. And I got a PS5 in the cart. I went all the way through the checkout process. I had a delivery date on the screen telling me, oh, it'll be here by the weekend. I clicked, you know, confirm purchase and it wiped out my cart. Oh no! And they and apparently that's what they were doing to a lot of people. It it basically lets you get through the whole process, and then it was the the part that was hard. You know the the the, the roll of the dice was not at the front end getting in your cart. It was at the back end charging your credit card, and yeah, and it didn't it didn't work. Uh, it, the site at that point was behaving very strangely, as you can imagine. You know, it was it was the the uh, the PS five kept kind of. It stayed in my cart, so I tried again, and then it failed, and then it stayed in my cart, and then it was sold out. Then I tried again, it was back. You know, it was one of those things where it, uh, the, the site was all out of sorts. But at the end of the day, it eventually just completely disappeared from the cart, and I did not get one. So I do not have a PS5 coming. There have not been very many additional sales of them other than if you're willing, I guess, if you're willing over like Black Friday to go to certain stores physically. You could maybe get one if you waited in a long, long line in the cold for many, many hours, but I didn't do that. So I think it's going to be many months before I have a PS5. Yeah, I've been seeing sort of some of this with Walmart and and a few other retailers in the US because on the PS5 subreddit, like sort of people are posting when they come in stock and stuff. Uh um, You know, I, I don't think you're your experience with Walmart is, is unique either to you or to Walmart. I think a lot of these places like, I don't think any of them, I think Apple are like the only company that seems to be able to handle this kind of traffic. But like that, none of these stores, you know, the Walmart, even the, you know, GameStop and places like that, they're just not set up to take pre-orders or something when you've got, you know, potentially millions of people who want the exact same thing. Yeah. At the um, the exact same same moment. Right. And, And I wonder why they don't do like a lottery system. I suppose there are ways to game that for the bots and the resellers. I mean, because that's part of the problem, too, is that, you know, you're competing against bots for a lot of these oh, PS5s. Definitely. Right? And, and you, can't, you can't really compete with that. I mean, it's just a roll of the dice at best. And so those will end up – and I'm not willing to go buy a PS5 for $1,000 or whatever they're selling them for. So I will, I'll wait. I'll try to be patient. I've got some other games that I've been playing that we can talk about, but – but before we do that, I do want to hear about the PS5 because I've heard a little bit from Mike Hurley about his. Uh, Federico, I don't believe, has gotten his yet. So I don't know that many people with them, and I, I haven't talked to anybody in depth about it. So why don't you tell me what it's been like? Yeah, I mean, so firstly, obviously, the the, the thing that everyone was talking about, you know, including us, was how big this thing was. Yeah. Um, and like, I mean, it, it is huge. You know, I had to move a couple of consoles to fit it. You know, on on the TV unit. Are you doing it um, sideways or vertically? 
yeah sideways i i don't have i don't have the space yeah. um for because the the tv units i've got are the exact size of the tv okay um so that there isn't any space either side um right. what i hadn't considered is you know I, and you look at the marketing shots and you know you can kind of love it or hate it but i i can look at it and objectively go yeah it's it's quite nice to look at in the marketing shots mm-hmm. not in my house oh it, really this isn't <laughs> ugly thing like i hate looking at it i don't even like looking at it it is so ugly yeah i'm a little worried i'm a little worried about that if we ever get one here and want to put it like in our living room you know in the, in the main part of the house i'm not so sure that that will fly with the rest of my family yeah there's definitely you know, a friend of mine did say to me when i think i tweeted this and he said that the um the digital edition certainly looks a bit better mm. because it doesn't have the additional bulk of the oh sure of the disk drive and it it definitely looks better vertical because i've seen some pictures of people's you know in their house when they've got it vertical and actually that looks okay but to be honest like once this thing is actually in your house you look at it and go, God, it's a monster and it's just not that nice to look at right and since it's not symmetrical it looks like it's kind of shoved in there when it's on its side i bet right exactly it's a little out of place um, you know, or lopsided or whatever yeah, and you've got the lights around the, you know, when it's on, it's got right. the lights around sort of the, the, the trim, mm-hmm. and it's kind of like my eye is drawn to it. Like, I'm very tempted legitimately to put something over in front of it, because I just, it's actually quite distracting, because it's just this huge spaceship of a thing. <laughs> wow, that's interesting. Well, I don't know. We'll have to see where it ends up in my house, but I don't think I have to worry about it for a while anyway. Um, how I want to know how is it with the the quick startups and all that kind of stuff? Is it is it it does it make a difference at all in kind of your day to day use? Yeah, it it beats my TV for turning on. So my TV is not the best. Uh-huh. Um, you know, I don't have a particularly good. It's a smart TV, quote unquote. But I don't use any of the smart. So it takes a while to, to boot up. Sure, and the PS5 beats the TV now. Um, so if I turn them on at the same time, by the time the TV has turned on, I'm back in whatever game I was playing. Oh, before. wow. Um, <laughs> and like one of the other things I noticed, because um, it's got this new activities uh, sort of card thing that it shows you, so you can jump into like a specific level. Oh, right, like I a saw that, run. yeah. And like I was playing Spider-Man and then somebody was beating my time in Astro's Playroom and it popped up, so I, I clicked it and... I, it must have been three seconds, and I was back doing that speed run. Wow! Like I, it was ready to go. Um, most of my games are on disc generally, um, and I think I'm still going to stick with that. But the ones that are, are digital, which is like Astro's Playroom, mm-hmm. um, Spider-Man Remastered, like jumping between those two. Although there's no specific feature for quick resume or anything like that, it is obscenely fast. Like I. I don't think I'd realized how much time I was wasting on games, you know, when there's loading screens or restarting a level, that kind of thing. Because I right. sort of, I'll finish playing on the PS5 and I'm like, oh, I haven't looked at Twitter for three hours because previously when there was a loading screen, I'd just pick up my phone and look through Twitter or check email or whatever. <laughs> right. But I don't, I don't have a chance to do that now. Uh, that's nice. I'll, I'll I'll really enjoy that, I think, because I, I find it ve- all those loading screens very frustrating on consoles. Yeah, definitely. There is there is some remnants of it mm-hmm. in uh, Sackboy. Because um, this is... Uh, Sackboy is out for the PS5 and PS4. Okay. Um, 
So although it loads really quickly, you know, you restart a level or you finish and stuff like that, you still get a loading screen, which isn't there for very long, but you're still getting a delay, which I think is unnecessary. Like, I'm sure mm. the loading screen doesn't need to be there because it's able to jump into levels and stuff really quickly. Yeah, but maybe um, it's just sharing the same code with the PS4 version or something. Right, that would be my assumption. Yeah. Um, I mean, speaking of Sackboy, that is really fun. Is it? Uh, that's a really, really fun game. Yeah, it's. I finished Miles Morales and Astro's Playroom, um, and pretty much since then I've just been playing Sackboy for the last, like, <laughs> week and a half wow wow yeah so you got this you've had it for how long you've had it almost two almost since the time we last recorded right uh yeah it would be two weeks tomorrow i think i've had it okay wow that you're doing a good job there getting through those games oh yeah i i mean miles morales and astro's playroom because i i I think i mentioned this but i had a few days off uh when it arrived so i had I had the weekend plus the Friday and the Monday. So I had four days, mm. pretty much four days solid of just playing these games. Oh, wow. Um, Astro's Playroom, I mean, it's it's a small game. I mean, yeah. you can, you can kind of, I think maybe I did like four, three or four hours for sort of quote unquote finishing. Um, and then I've been back in for a couple of hours doing the, the speed run levels at the end. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, so. Th- I was going to that, s- that one's relatively easy to to finish, I guess. Right, and that one's just that comes with it, and it's mainly designed to show off the various features of the console, right? Right, exactly. You get um, you get the rumble, you get the trigger um, resistance, mm-hmm. and, and everything is exaggerated in Astro's Playroom. You know that uh, Spider Man and Sackboy and stuff they have resistance and they have the the haptic feedback. Astro's Playroom feels like um, you're holding, you know, one of those toys. It's like a ball with big bobbles on it, and it like rattles around. I think it's like a kid's toy. Oh yeah, and it's like one of those. You finish playing Astro's, and you're like, oh my god, like my hands are like shaking oh, because wow. they've really like they they've. I think you know, I think this is on purpose, but they've deliberately pushed everything, mm-hmm. you know, to the extreme. You know, you get really hard resistance when you're grabbing something you you know the vibrations and the haptics are quite aggressive in astro's play it's good it's fun it's not a bad thing um but then when i went over to spider-man i was like oh is this even working but it it is working it's doing what it's supposed to do but compared to astro's it's like it's two different things because obviously astro's kind of serves as a a demo for the for the controller more than anything else yeah i can imagine yeah and so it's a lot more subtle in your typical games but tell me a little bit more about the controller because i really i mean every reviewer that i've seen has said that it's really the game changer for this device yeah i think i would agree um yeah like i say astros is is an extreme version of it but you know, there's, I think this is what everyone brings up, but like if you're walking on the sand mm-hmm. or you're swimming through the water, that kind of thing, you get different feelings okay. through the controllers. You know, so it, to say it feels like sand is weird because obviously I'm not walking on it, but right. you are getting a level of interaction with what you're doing in the game that you would just, you know, there is no other controller that's ever done this. Mm-hmm. You know, the, you know, I remember getting the Rumble Pack for the M sixty four and thinking, "Wow, this is amazing!" This, <laughs> right? That's what that's what the Dual Sense feels like, but you know, ten times better than that because it's got, you know, it's got the haptics, it's got the the touchpad even, which I'm not convinced anyone's going to use. Um, yeah, <laughs> it's used in Astro's Playroom, but nowhere else is going to use it. Um, but the resistive triggers is 
is really nice and i think that's going to be really interesting when we you know in a couple of years when developers have had more time and you know keep in mind the only game i'm playing here that is only on the ps5 is astro's playroom everything else is cross-platform um you know so it has this stuff but it's not it doesn't feel like it's using everything to the full yeah, potential. Yeah, it's not, not necessarily designed around it. It's just d- designed to be added to it for that particular platform. Right, exactly. And right. I, I can't remember if, like, Ratchet and Clank, the new one, mm-hmm. that is PS5 exclusive. So I'm interested to see, you know, what something like that, which is a full game release, it's not a demo, you know, like Astro's is. Like how it's going to use how it's going to use the controller and you know the, the just the load times, which obviously is one of the big things they're selling with Ratchet and Clank. Right, um, right. But I'd be interested to see what that's going to be like. Yeah, that'll be interesting. So I remember watching the demos, the you know the the footage of Ratchet and Clank, and they're moving from level to level basically through portals, and it's almost seamless to go from one to the other, if I remember right. Right, exactly. Huh. Um, so I mean, they still haven't announced a release date. Um, but I, you know, I'm sure that's coming. Um, they actually just tweeted before we started recording some uh, billboards that they'd put up in Scotland somewhere. Oh. Um, which makes me think you wouldn't put billboards up if you weren't intending on at least announcing a release date. Right, right. I bet those will start showing up in other places too. Interesting. How is Miles Morales and how does it compare to the you know, the original Spider-Man game? Yeah, I. in all honesty, like... It, it's much of the same. Uh-huh. Um, you know, you've got you've got a different move set because Miles Morales is a different character, you know, and he has different powers and stuff like that. But mm-hmm. for the most part, and because it's a shorter game, it's sort of like it's about half the length of of the original one. Um, it actually feels a lot tighter. It, it almost feels a bit nicer because it's just like right. It's it's limited in its scope, but everything that it does is kind of feels a bit more polished um than the first game yeah i can imagine because they had more time to kind of get everything right right exactly um but then in the remastered version of the original game they've moved over all the all the nice stuff that you get so you know upgraded textures and ray tracing or you can do the 60 frame per second mode Ah. Uh, photo mode is upgraded um and all the suits they've added now like the remastered version now has like 30 or 40 different spider-man suits wow Um, because they sort of keep at they keep adding them like they did a couple for the remaster and they've done like five or ten um in the dlc and stuff like that so there's a lot of game there for the you know whatever i paid 18 pound or something for the you know the just the remaster part of it right interesting interesting so what um what are you looking forward to most next? I mean, I guess Ratchet, Ratchet and Clank maybe, or so you have something your eye on something else. Yeah, I mean Ratchet and Clank is pretty much it right now because mm-hmm. um, you know there's, there's a few other games that were announced at the you know the announcement um, event. There's uh, it's called Kena Bridge of Spirits that looks pretty nice, but that's been delayed. Uh, Death Loop is another one. Oh that, right, right, that was, right. You know, that looks really nice, but again, that's been delayed. Right, I was going to say, um, I thought it had been. But of course, because it plays PS4 games, you know, I, I'm not I'm not limited to, oh, I've bought a console on launch and there's five games. Sure. You know, I, I've still got PS4 games to play. Like, I just picked up uh, Shadow of the Tomb Raider. I picked that up on Black Friday. Oh, okay. Um, although, apparently, that breaks 
it crashes on PS5, so I've got to wait for an update now. Oh, no. Uh, <laughs> That's no good. <laughs> I hadn't heard that. It's a good game. Uh, does it upscale these these older games? No. So unlike on the Xbox, right. the new one, the Series X, and I think the S as well, um, it does a whole bunch of stuff to upscale and potentially do HDR and things like that. Right. On the PS5, these games... So if it's a PS4 game, they can do an update to allow uh, like a unlimited frame rate, essentially, which essentially means it can get up to 60 frames per second on the PS5. Yeah, because some of the games lock the f- frame rate in order to make sure that it performs a certain way, right? Right, exactly. Um, but, you know, there's some games that will run at 60. I think God of War is one of them that, that was already mm-hmm. um, had this unlocked frame rate. Um, so they can do updates like that. But if they want to do updates that take advantage of anything else on the PS5, it has to be... uh, So, for example, the DualSense features. Um, If a game wants to take advantage of the DualSense, they have to update and create a PS5 version, essentially. Um, So they can't... A PS4 game can't support the DualSense. It has to be a brand new uh, listing, I guess, in the store. Mm -hmm. Um, Obviously, they can offer free upgrades and stuff like that. Um, but you know, having the whole PS4 catalog, um, and especially with the, the PlayStation plus collection, which gives you like 20 games or something. Um, I'm, I'm think I'm going to have plenty to play before, before Ratchet and Clank comes out. Yeah. That sounds like it. Oh, that's great. I mean, that, that's, that's awesome that you were able to get one. I mean, I forget how, how did you end? Did you just end up getting online and doing it when they, one of the early, uh, pre-order days? Yeah, it was. So I saw all the mess that happened in the US with the, with the retailers, you know, like Walmart and places like that. Just went, oh, we'll just do pre-orders. Yeah, now. that was terrible. That's how my one of my my oldest son actually got one, and he got it because he just happened to be on Twitter when he saw that it was either Best Buy or Walmart did their early thing. Right. Yeah. So I saw all of this sort of happen after the event, and. I think about an hour later, I just searched Twitter for PS5 UK, uh-huh. um, and I saw somebody tweet, and they said, Amazon UK orders are going up at 8 p.m. tomorrow, 8 a.m. tomorrow morning. So I thought, well, you know, it, it was literally just a random guy on Twitter. It wasn't like, mm-hmm. wasn't a journalist, it wasn't a games person, it was just some random guy, as best I could tell. Um, but I figured, oh, do you know what, I'll give it a go. And you know, sure enough, they showed up at eight o'clock, and I just hmm. hit the hit the buy now button. You know, the one click, one click order. Right. I had no idea where they were delivering it to. I don't know what card it charged it to. I just did it. <laughs> right. Um, you know, but like you say, it's kind of just luck. It's luck that I saw that guy's tweet. Um, you know, and, and luck that I was able to get one. Right. Right. Yeah. Th- this all came up, of course, when I was super busy, and so I didn't have a lot of time to deal with the PS Five pre orders, and so now I'm paying the price, I guess. I did, though, get myself a uh, MacBook Air about 10 days Ooh. ago. Yeah, one of the new M1-based ones. And I, I love this computer. This is by far my favorite Mac. Um, it's got 16 gigabytes of unified memory and a big, S- big fast SSD. And boy, all the apps just run so smoothly and fast on this thing. It's, uh, it's a pretty impressive machine, especially now that it's got like a, an improved keyboard. You know, the keyboard's not the junky keyboard anymore. I was, my last laptop was a 2016 MacBook Pro 13 inch, which I think was basically at the high point of 
problems with with MacBooks because it had the lousy keyboard, which has had intermittent issues, and the battery is already like only at 75% of its capacity, so it doesn't really hold the charge very well. This MacBook Air is amazing. When I set it up, I set it up from scratch, fresh, and when it was downloading a bunch of apps all at once, plus importing my photos library, you know, I don't know, downloading my email and my messages and doing all those things that happen when iCloud is syncing for the first time, it barely got warm and the battery just lasts and lasts and lasts. It's a lot more like using an iPad in that sense in that, you know, I always, whenever I used a a portable Mac, I always felt like if I could, I should be plugged into power in some way. Or I shouldn't work for more than a few hours without doing that because I wasn't going to have a lot of battery left. Now I just kind of can use uh, my Mac laptop throughout the day on and off. And I've still got charge and it's still fine when I get up in the morning. It's still got enough that I can use it some more. And it charges very quickly. And and it's just, it's really a remarkable little machine. Yeah, I mean, I can't remember if somebody tweeted this or maybe it was in a Slack, but if this is what the the bottom end cheap laptops yeah. are like in terms of speed and battery right what is going to what is the equivalent of my computer which is the the top end 16 inch right what is what's the replacement for this going to look like because the laptop you've bought is as fast as mine no you know yeah. obviously i have some different advantages like a bigger screen more and, ports you know, and that could, kind of thing right but in terms of pure computing power it's like if this is what the cheap ones do i can't even begin to imagine what the replacement for mine is going to look like in you know in a year in two years or you know potentially three or four when i replace mine it's 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 just going to be wild yeah and and it's you know it's really disconcerting at first that it has no fan it makes absolutely no noise and i'm just not used to that with max like my 20 i love my 2018 mac mini and it's pretty beefy. I got one. I got the highest end I could get at the time, but the fans spin up at the drop of a hat. It happens a lot, and it's noisy. And the 2016 MacBook Pro was like that too. But this thing makes no noise. The battery lasts forever, and it's incredibly fast. I mean, it's totally fine for everything that I do. And I've no, you know, I I haven't spent what I haven't done with it yet is heavy lifting with things like running audio filters and things for podcast editing or anything on it yet, but I plan to do that. I plan to do that. And I know from talking to Mike Hurley that he said that it actually is slower for him exporting uh, audio out of Logic, but things like Adobe Audition when he's doing like loudness matching are are faster than his iMac Pro, and he's using an Air like, like I am. And I can imagine a situation now where when I go to edit podcasts each week, because those files live in Dropbox, I'll just open my laptop and do that that pre-processing right there. And I may still edit on my Mac Mini because I've got a big 27-inch display attached to it. But that kind of background task, there's no reason why that can't be done on the air while I'm having lunch. And it's not going to impact the battery hardly at all. I mean, it's it's pretty, it's a really amazing really amazing machine and if i ever travel again i can imagine it being really good for that oh yeah definitely i mean what what 
you know, I hear everything, you know, what you're saying, and I've listened to other podcasts and stuff like that, and I'm like, what's nice about this is, you know, we're the kind of, you know, we buy MacBooks and stuff like that, and you, you'll get people that say to you, oh, why do you buy MacBooks over, you know, a Windows laptop, mm-hmm. you know, a Dell machine or whoever makes decent, you know, Windows laptops or whatever, and, you know, until this, we you know we could kind of give vague reasons because I feel like ten years ago, yeah, but recently it's been a bit weird. But now it's like no, this is why again because right. it's like nothing else is going to compete with this for the next you know six months to a year at least until you know somebody can come out with something better and even that it may not be possible right now. Right, right, and you know a lot of my day to day computing isn't that kind of heavy lifting. A lot of it is. I tend to have a lot of apps open at one time. I'm moving around from one to the other often, and I have a lot of tabs for research and things like that. And on a laptop before, the battery would drain very quickly just because there were so many apps, even if they weren't being actively used, open, or especially with things like Safari with a lot of tabs. That tended to start draining the battery. But that's really not been an issue. And I think... You really, it really changes the nature of a laptop when you don't have to worry about the battery. I mean, it just, it's, you, it, you have that feeling of additional freedom where I can say, well, all right, I've got 50% battery, but I'm going to go sit on the couch and I'm going to sit here and I'm going to work for three or four hours straight, even though I only have 50% battery. And it's totally fine because I'll still have, you know, 20% when I'm done. And then I can plug it in and it'll be, almost up to full after an hour, you know, it's, it it charges fast and it drains slowly and it makes a really big difference. And, you know, on top of that, of just being fast, you get used to the speed and you get used to the silence very quickly, but the battery life is still kind of blowing me away. Yeah. I mean, cause I can't, you know, I've had laptops for, you know, Mac laptops, probably eight or 10 years. And then, you know, before that I had a few windows laptops and, the batteries never, you know, no battery I've ever had, probably until this 16-inch, because actually this is relatively good because it's a large laptop, right. but, like, none of them have ever really been good enough for me to feel like I can go do something for a couple of hours, even, you know, without thinking, oh, well, you know, it's 80% now. Is that going to be enough to do two hours of, you know, whatever right. I'm doing? Um, you know, and, like, I don't tell anyone, but I'm recording on battery right now, but... <laughs> Um, but you know, I know we're only going to be here for an hour or whatever we're here for, but if we were going to do a longer thing, you know, if it was going to be like an hour long podcast and, you know, we chat before chat after for a long time, there's no way I could do that. Like I would have to plug it in, but to not have to worry about battery, which has been this thing for years. Like, do you, do you remember the little netbooks you could buy? Like it came with a three cell battery but you could buy additional like six cell batteries and it would stick this like bulbous <laughs> right. thing out the hinge because people were so desperate for battery life <laughs> right right <laughs> no it's true and you know i did things like i i've so i've been still kind of slowly setting it up and i've been doing a variety of different things over the last week and a half um both on my on, on all of the various computers lying around this house and on Thanksgiving, we did a, a Zoom call with family for it was a pretty long Zoom call. I don't remember, maybe an hour. And, you know, that's the kind of thing that does sometimes tend to drain your battery pretty quickly. It was totally fine. It, you know, it barely impacted the battery. And, and so it's just, 
it does provide that extra level of freedom where you don't really worry about the 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 length your battery is going to last like you used to. Now, that's best when you're doing things like traveling and you think you're going to be somewhere without a plug for a long time. But even at home, I found it's it's kind of liberating just because you know, I don't have if I if I open up my laptop and I realize oh yeah, I never charged this up and I'm under 50%, I still know I can sit on the couch and work for a few hours without without having to plug in. It's not like, well, I can't use this unless I sit at a table next to an outlet or I can't use this unless I charge it up for an hour. I just start using it and it's and it's fine unless unless I was down, you know, in the in the real the real bottom of the range there. So that's that's been really nice. Yeah, I, I'm definitely excited to get my hands on one of these. I mean, you know, unfortunately, unfortunately, what a weird thing to say. <laughs> I've only just bought a laptop, and the you know, I think I got this like six months ago. And you know, we bought Jess's MacBook Pro mm-hmm. like, probably only last year. And, and keep in mind, the last laptop she had was a MacBook Air, and she had it for like seven years. Oh, wow! Uh, so I don't, I don't think we'll be replacing that anytime soon. Yeah, the sixteen-inch uh, MacBook Pro is really nice. I know. I mean, my one of my sons has that, and it's it's fantastic. But um, you know, it's it's just amazing what these little computers can do now. The speed at this low end of the spectrum, like you said, and the fact that this Air is just you know, it's the smallest smallest laptop that they make and it's got all day battery life i mean imagine what a 16 inch could do yeah yeah it's, it, this is going to be i think this is going to be a really exciting uh couple of years for just for computers you know in general from apple but specifically the laptops as well yeah really you know and, and even the macbook pro that has a fan it's very hard to get that fan going from what i understand i mean i know a few people who have them and it it's incredibly fast that you know the the difference it's interesting to me that all these computers you know they apple released the air the macbook pro 13 inch and the mac mini they all have the identical chip in them and what distinguishes them is well you know obviously one's a desktop and two are laptops but the pro has does have a fan and that's so that it can run at a faster speed for longer without getting too hot and that makes a difference but i think for the vast majority of people, it won't make a difference. You know, I think like for me, it just didn't, I don't need sustained computing, high computing power for long periods of time. So an air is to me probably just as powerful. I don't know that I would notice a difference using the MacBook Pro that I, you know, if over the MacBook Air, because I just don't do the kind of stuff that you need to, to do that. But if you're like building and compiling big, big uh development projects for instance that would make a difference yeah definitely i mean this is the first time in quite a few years that i've even considered the macbook air Mm -hmm. um you know as an option because you know it's always been for the most part it's always been a good computer except when they sort of left it to get old for a while but like it's always been decent you know the form factor is good it's really small it's portable it does you know what a lot of people need to do web browsing email documents that kind of thing um but i could totally see myself getting one of these now you know exactly what you're saying it's like yeah you know i do some stuff that's cpu intensive but it's not you know like you said i'm not i'm not exporting 8k video um, right all day long right and and on top of that it's not my primary computer i still have a a pretty beefy mac mini that sits on my desk so i don't need it to be the workhorse necessarily i just need it to be good at what it's really good at which is being a portable computer with a long you know long lasting battery 
Yeah, definitely. Well, I think it's it's been a good it could been a good couple of weeks for both of us. I think we both got shiny new toys. <laughs> we do, we do, and it, thank goodness for the air, or else I would be even more jealous of your PS5. Oh, absolutely. It's uh, yeah, it's a like I say, it's a lot. It's a lot of fun, but I just I can't stand to look at it. But <laughs> <laughs> well, hopefully, uh, hopefully it grows on you over the holiday season. Yeah, oh, I'm sure I'll be fine. I'll I'll probably still be playing Sackboy in a couple of weeks. Okay, good, good. I'm trying to, like, I keep going through the levels, and I'll because you get like you know you get a little badge thing for if you don't die or you get a certain. I'm like I keep going back to all the levels because I can't bear to leave them unfinished. <laughs> <laughs> good, good. Well, that's that's good to hear. I'm looking forward to trying one out myself eventually. Cool. Right. Well, we will. I guess we'll be back in a couple of weeks. Yep. Um, don't know what we'll talk about because neither of us have got anything new coming. Uh, but, uh, you know, I'm sure we'll find something. Yeah, we'll figure it out. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Thanks. Cool. All right. Speak to you later. Yep, bye.